Welcome to Stormboy Speaks, Beginnings, Episode 2. Today we're going to discuss um, further about what I referenced last time, which was the idea of where humanity began. But let's just start first with an idea of God and the word God and gods um, and where those might come from and also let's look at um, some belief structures. So <clears throat> if we begin with a modern day approach of how most religions and spiritual traditions on the planet now and in recent times in the past I think most of these would agree in general that their concepts or ideas of what they perceive to be God in inverted commas and we'll get back to that are in fact an idea of the source of all things what I refer to the creator source, the all that there is. Um, I think this is usually best summed up in my own opinion and always have used this as an idea by the film Star Wars when he talks about the force. For me that was always the best allegory of the idea of what I conceived God to be. Um, now, modern physics, quantum physics, quantum mechanics shows us that there is, at the base level of all things, the very, very, very small, the Planck level, if you like, the Planck scale, um, there is a field of conscious energy which creates everything which is everything. In other words, imagine if you threw a sheet over everything. That sheet could represent the field that connects all things. It is all things and it creates all things. One, one thing, one conscious state, which we like to think of or have in the past as a being, well, whether it's a being or what that means really is open to debate, but definitely there is consciousness because everything is conscious. And this is hard for some people to understand, but consciousness is present and physics proves this. Consciousness is the ground of all being, meaning that even inanimate objects, stones are conscious on some level. They are simply an incredibly dense state of consciousness which doesn't seem to show life but that's just an apparent way it seems if you like. <clears throat> now given that that's the scientific view by most quantum physicists let's say it's certainly my view and it's the view of um, many spiritual religions that that might be the way they see 
their own idea of God. And now we'll come up with the problem with that. And the problem comes, as I discussed last time, from the origins of humanity being from the Mesopotamian tradition, from the Anunnaki gods of ancient Mesopotamia, listed in the clay tablets in cuneiform text that describe in great detail the um, beginnings of humanity. Now, this is where the confusion begins, so let's be clear here. I've stated what I think is probably a general premise of what most people's belief of a God is, all-present, all-conscious, all-powerful, yep. And now we have this confusion where people started to liken that to a human-type being. And we look in the Bible and we look in um, the Quran and we look in, um, you know, the Bhagavad Gita and we look in any spiritual religious text. This is, there's this general confusion between these two points and that's because, and I'm showing this, I will show this clearly, what is being discussed and is written about in the cuneiform texts is as I said before, the, the story from the Garden of Eden. Now, the story from the Garden of Eden is literally an allegorical story of two brothers. First of all, we know that from the cuneiform texts, it's written in great detail that one of these brothers, Enki, was the first person to come to Earth and as a result he was named En-Ki, Lord of Earth. En being Lord, Ki being Earth. <clears throat> and when he came here, this is, will be, become important in a minute, he landed near Africa, apparently, in a swamp, an infested swampland. It's literally written in detail and the swampland was infested with snakes. And so he affiliated himself over time with this connection to snakes because they were the first thing he knew on the planet. The reason he came to the planet, as listed in the, in the, in the text, is because his species, his race, needed gold because gold comes in many forms. And this is true, you can find this out, and it's one of the most unreactive metals. So therefore, for instance, it doesn't rust, etc. Um, you can hammer it incredibly thin. You can have powdered gold, like you'd hang, you can have powdered silver. You can have uh, colloidal silver and colloidal gold. It is very much arguable that it is powdered gold which in the Bible was referred to as manna from heaven because you can eat colloidal gold you can eat powdered gold and it's very good for you which is interesting so to get back to the point 
this is what they came for. They came for the gold. They needed gold. What for is on to a number of points, but it, they've talked about their atmosphere needing it in some way. Anyway, after he did an initial recce, the other beings from his race decided some of the heads, the kings as it were, came and set up shop on earth basically and started to have their own kingdoms in different parts of the earth um, the different ruling areas now the ruling area that Enki chose was uh, one of Babylon and later Egypt the ones that his brother who was named Enlil chose was basically became the Hebrew lands towards Jerusalem if you want to think of it that way um, but they also first all started in um, Mesopotamia before they branched out so that's we're going a little bit later in the story however to cut to the chase two gods and I'll tell you why they're called gods in a minute decided to set up their own strategic stronghold points across the land these two brothers specifically first their father was the king as such and his name was Anu hence Anunnaki now the two brothers were one Enki who was the illegitimate son born of a handmaiden of, en of um of Anu's and Enlil was the legitimate son. This is interesting when you look in some of the mythology like Norse mythology where we have very similar names. Of course we have Thor, legitimate son of Odin and we have Loki, trickster, which Enki was also known as the trickster, interesting was the illegitimate son. So let's continue by thinking about the meaning of the word God and its origins from Sumerian and from the cuneiform tablets. So first of all, the first occurrence of the word God in any history anywhere um, is in the cuneiform tablets and the word is din gear din gear it's represented by a symbol that ironically if you google this you should be able to see looks a lot like a landing stage of a rocket bizarrely but you know make of that what you will the bottom line is that word din gear means those who from uh, heaven to earth came. Now, the word heaven is a name for the name of the planets that the Anunnaki came from in cuneiform text. That being, um, you know, a planet known as Nibiru. Now, that's, you know, another question but 
that's what it means in in the cuneiform tablet translations so what we have is really just a name for beings of a particular race that came to this planet from another planet that's what the word god or gods means that's all it ever meant has never ever meant anything else so now a lot of people when they discuss this problem uh, come up with the idea that for instance oh no you know they were gods with a little g well no they were gods it's just that we misunderstood the word gods and from that point on we've now used the word god to represent something it is not it's very unfortunate because it's it's pretty much ubiquitous it's everywhere and the problem, as I've said, is really we're talking about most people, when we speak spiritually, we're talking about the all that there is, the everything, the oneness of all things, the force from Star Wars, think of it that way. And what quantum physics talks about is the field, the unified field. That's what we're really talking about. And yet, as I said, the gods did an amazing job of making us talk about this unified field make no mistake it was on purpose as if it was referring to them and often specifically one of them at a particular time depending on where you were on the planet and this is another point so to clarify what i mean by that is those gods and we'll learn more about this um in the next couple of episodes um the the gods depending on which part of the of the planet and at this point it was largely the middle east let's be specific on this and we'll get into this around mesopotamia and around that area that was uh, their focus <clears throat> so depending on which that which area they owned and make no mistake each particular brother in this case as we spoke of did own a specific region and his family um so we had the and we'll talk about this at a later date but basically you had enlil who largely ruled um the main cities around mesopotamia and sumeria and you had enki who ended up ruling some of babylon and ended up ruling egypt now those specific things will come to play very very importantly when we start to discuss how that unfolds in the bible and how the bible is truth and allegory entwined as most of the discoveries you'll make uh, in the same way as the truths were told and not told in today's society are largely speaking never pure lies a wise man never tells you lies he simply twists the truth or he mixes lies with the truth that's how it works and this control began back then and we'll talk next time about the Garden of Eden and the allegorical representation of that and also the story of Adapa and how that blends together into what became the Bible story and what became to a large extent the 
the history of, of the Jewish people and a lot of Christian belief, basically. Until next time, I wish you truth, freedom and balance.